Welcome in, everybody, to the How Not to Be a Youth Pastor podcast. Kyle and Derek here with another episode about summer. Episode 12, which is like our maturity in years. Obviously. And 12 year old maturity going on. And for an episode coming out when it's coming out, why would you not want to do an episode about summer? I mean, like, summer it's, is... it's slipped away from our grasp. Yep. And as Minnesotans, we only get about a week and a half of summer each year anyway. And Except so well, that's true. This no, year we were buckets. Of usually, sweat. usually we get more than that. And it was ridiculously hot this year, but we're going to talk about summer ministry today because every single church does it differently. A lot of them, do it well, and there's not one correct way to do it. And so we want to just bounce some ideas back and forth off each other. But first, we're going to start with a quick question. Uh, Derek, when you were growing up, did your family go on a lot of vacations during the summer, or did you guys stick around more? What did your summers look like growing up? A little bit of both. Uh, we love to go up to, like, Cragens and Brainerd which is like a little summer resort. We'd, you know, go boating. We'd go, you know. Do people listening to this podcast outside of Minnesota understand the concept of going up to the cabin? I Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> like, we lived that, though, you know. Like, we didn't we didn't have a full-on cabin, so once a year we would go and rent one at mm-hmm. Craig and, you know, and we didn't. My, we didn't have a boat my whole life growing up, so we'd you know sometimes borrow one from my uncle or do that type of thing. But uh, we were always busy in the summer. I raced bikes. Uh, that was like kind of a big passion of mine growing up. So we'd spend a lot of time at the at the BMX track, you know, wiffle ball in the summer and a lot of stuff locally. But uh, we'd also do our our yearly vacation up north. I love it. Yeah, I actually ran across the statistic yesterday that one out of every six. Minnesotans has a recreational boat, which is the most that that's the lowest ratio in the United States. I believe that uh, for any state, which is yeah, it makes a lot of sense because we got a lot of lakes here yeah. uh, in Minnesota, and so we gotta have a lot of boats to to put on those lakes because let's put a bunch of gas in the lake, screw the environment. Anyways, amen. Um, and what do you mean, amen, man? <laughs> uh, uh-uh. I'm just kidding. I like no I, way. I like my nature. I'm, oh man, uh, I'm still reeling from last episode when I mentioned a uh, known assassin in the middle of our podcast. That's true. Uh, go back, listen to uh, episode eleven if uh, you want to know how Derek almost got fired from our two man company. Yep. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, I I did the same thing. You know, we. We did, for most of my years growing up, especially middle school and high school, we would go up for a week every summer to just, you know, rent a cabin on a lake and uh, spend some time relaxing. It was awesome because I didn't think it was awesome at the time, but now I think it's awesome that there was, like, it was in this little pocket where there was literally, you got to stand on this one specific rock if you want cell service. No way. Other than that, you get nothing. And it was awesome because you just disconnect yeah. for a week. Yep. And, you know, you're reading, you're spending time in the water. Uh, the the son of the, of the owners of these different cabins uh, would go down to the docks every Monday and Wednesday and for like two hours just do free tubing behind his boat for anybody Man. that wanted to do it it was it was great it was it was really a lot of really fun memories this is depressing me man because I, I love the fall i love to go duck hunting but I, but outside of that like i would just love to perpetually live in summer i hate the winter i'm okay on spring so derek 
for those of you that don't know, is a 26-year-old snowbird. Uh, yes. <laughs> just just going to bounce back and forth. On my pastoral <laughs> salary, I love to just go south. And have two homes that you pay for. Yeah, huh? and, you know, lead a ministry from... Obviously, we actually, you know, at our church, our, our kids pastor lived in Arizona and was on staff at a church in Arizona for a couple of years. And their church in Arizona was about 1200 uh, people That's on it. average. And I know, right. That's it. Uh, pretty large church, uh, but they would be about 1500 in you know, January, like December, mm-hmm. January, February, March. And then from March to November, they would go back down to about 1200. And, and like that was, they had a ministry, like a seasonal wow. ministry specifically for the snowbirds. It, it was, makes it sense, was so though. interesting. It makes sense. Yeah. Hearing some of the stories is interesting, but you guys don't want to hear about snowbird ministries. Um, it's really cool. Like that's, it's fascinating, but that's not what we're here for. We're here for summer ministry within, uh, youth ministries. And there's a lot of different, man, everybody does it differently. There are some ministries that, that do it. Uh, they, they carry on like normal. Some of them go bi-weekly once a month. Some ministries take the whole summer off. Some ministries will meet even more during the summer. There's a lot of different ways to do it. So Derek, kick us off. Uh, just share what you guys do, uh, with, with summer ministry with your youth group up at the bridge. Yeah. So what we do is we kind of have a big year end party somewhere in the middle of May because spring sports get really crazy at the end of May kids are wrapping up with school so i like to i like to preserve momentum and end on a high note and so we what we will do is we will have our last weekly gathering in may uh we usually do a big year-end party this last year we did a big giving thing which was awesome but then what we'll do from there is after our last evening our last night together we transition into what we call our summer calendar and so what that involves is we do three bridge exclusive events in the summer one in June, one in July, one in August. And I'll kind of explain what we do in those, each, each of those events later on in this podcast. But uh, we do one just bridge event per month. Uh, then from there, we have what we are, I call district events interspersed in there. Uh, and these are events that involve our church, of course, along with other ministries in the state of Minnesota. So we have our, our mission teams. Like We did a mission team in June of this last year. We do our annual summer camp up at Lake Geneva in August. There is a uh, Minnesota District uh, youth group Valley Fair trip that my students love to go on and see other kids from other churches, uh, which, is, which is a huge deal. But then where I really thrive, where I really kind of spend most of my time youth ministry-wise in the summer is this last one, which I have as one-on-ones. Just you are able to do a lot more one-on-one conversations, one-on-one hangouts with our kids. And so I, I, I really transition into a much more relational perspective. Uh, and even, again, we'll get into what I do at these events. But just to recap, three bridge events, you know, one in June, one in July, one in August, and then district events, camp, Valley Fair, mission teams, that good stuff. But then a lot of stuff during the week outside of those events is just meeting with students one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So our, our church here at Riverdale, um, we actually like our whole church 
takes off the month of June for like regular Wednesday night activities. Sure. Uh, kids ministry, adult classes, youth ministry, everybody takes still meet the on month Sunday of June though, right? off. We still meet on Sunday. Okay. Yep. I'm talking Wednesday night stuff. Got it. Uh, you know, we take Wednesday nights off in June and the heart behind that is uh, allowing, giving our volunteers an opportunity to rest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, encouraging them like, Hey, you know, get away, get some time with your family, go on vacation, do whatever you want to do. Um, you know, June, we don't do anything, uh, as a youth ministry, that's the window that we usually schedule our mission teams, or at least try to, yep. uh, where we will schedule our mission teams in, in that window. We're not missing Wednesday nights, uh, in order to do those. And, uh, and so, you know, students are oftentimes available and we have those dates out for parents well in advance so that they can yep. schedule obviously vacations and stuff around those as well. Yep. Um, but then we will get back to regular services in July and August. So we still meet weekly in July and August. Uh, sometimes like the week that we send our kids to, uh, to summer camp, sometimes we won't meet that week, sure. uh, depending on how many kids, uh, go. But then we also, you know, we will do more games than usual during our Wednesday night services. Uh, throughout the summer months, uh, we've got a gaga ball pit here at the church uh, that we just actually redid. It was built like seven, yeah, eight, nine years ago, mm-hmm. and it was rotting and, and falling apart. And so we took it out and, and rebuilt it. And so we've got that here. We've got uh, you know a thing called Nine Square uh, that that we have here. We've got a huge open field that we'll do you know some different games in as well, like kickball or uh, you know ultimate frisbee or some other games that we'll get into yeah. uh, a little bit later. Uh, and then we'll encourage you know really encourage like our leaders and students like hey like have a bonfire at your house and invite your connect group or invite all the senior hires or whatever you want to do, encouraging students and leaders to to hang out outside of Wednesday nights. Uh, you know, while school's not in session. So like, you know, you can do like a Thursday night bonfire, you know, just random stuff like that. Uh, Encouraging them to just get together. And and our goal in the summer is, man, we're building relationships for sure. Exactly. I think that just goes to prove, you know, similar concepts, you and I, but different implementation. And so if, if you pull any youth group in Minnesota, specifically just because Minnesota summers are unique, uh, in my opinion, any Midwest summer, I would say it's going to be different because the the context of your church is different. Your leadership in your church is different. The people who attend your church are different. You have to do what you believe is going to be best for your church mm-hmm. and be open to trying other things. Like I've been doing this for the last three or four years. This upcoming summer, I might do things a little differently. Just see mm-hmm. how see how it's responding, but. The reason I love summer ministry, the reason, like, I honestly, I love summer for summer. I love to be in Minnesota, and I love to go hang out on the lake and just kind of do all of that. But there are a lot of opportunities that the summer presents to you as a youth pastor that if you take advantage of them, they could be really, really helpful for you personally, your leaders, but your ministry as a whole. And so we're just going to talk about, like, what summer opportunities exist, like why summer ministry, if it's done right, can really present some unique opportunities and a lot of them are obvious right like the kids are off of school like they don't have to be confined to going to school from eight to three and then have uh sporting games after that like mm-hmm. you have i mean a lot i know a lot of them go to work and a lot of the older kids have jobs and such but for the most part your kids are much more available and so if you want to do full day events like taking them to bunker beach you know going to a twins game that is much more conducive 
in the summer months because you're not confined to Saturdays, really, because yeah. that, that's all you could do during the school years. They have school Monday through Friday, and then it, Friday is still a school day. Sunday, you have Sunday morning church. So really, you're looking at full-day events being confined to Saturdays, whereas in the summer, take your pick. You really can do any one of them. Um, and with that, like I mentioned, we do a lot of a lot more one-on-one conversations, taking kids out to lunch, you know, um, going to, to the school and shooting hoops and playing some pickup basketball. Whatever it is that you do, one-on-ones are so much easier because you're not battling, again, that school schedule, that sports schedule. Like, you can pick up a kid at 10 o'clock, drop them off at noon. You can pick up a kid at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, hang out a few hours before they go back to dinner. Like, a lot of kids are just sitting at home doing nothing, mm-hmm. and their parents are desperate for them to get out and do something, so it's a lot more easy to do stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there are, like, weather can can work in your favor for, for a lot of these events as well. Like, yeah. for us living in Minnesota, you know, there are, like, six months out of the year that we're just inside. Uh, but, like, yeah. I, there have been times in the past, like, I did a... I did a regular youth service, but just did it outdoors. We pulled yeah. all the chairs outside. We got a portable sound system outside yep. and did a normal youth service outside, yep. you know, just to change it up a little bit. Uh, you know, bonfires and, and barbecues and different things like that. Night night games are usually fun. And, you know, if you're somewhere where like, hey, it's really hot, get water involved. You yeah. know, do do different games that involve water. One of the games that, that Derek and I love, I've been doing it for years, is called Slip and Kick. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's a hilarious game. If you've never heard of it, it's basically kickball with slip and slides for all of the bases. And yeah. so, you know, we actually had somebody come and uh, in our back lot at the church, we dug out uh, like, you know, foot and a half, two feet deep bases that are like four feet wide on each side. And you put tarps in there, fill it with water, and then put tarps all along the base paths and soap them up and, and play kickball. Yep. And it's hilarious. Yep. Uh, our kids, we do it once every summer, and the kids absolutely love doing it. It's a blast. Um, takes a little bit of effort uh, on your end, obviously, to set it all up and everything. But like events like that, like man, that's what summer is made for. Yeah, and it's stuff they remember. It's, it's stuff that... Like they're not just sitting inside learning about the Bible. It's they're creating memories that make them and fuel them to get ready mm-hmm. to come back. You know, yeah, and, it's all about that creativity. It is, and if you, you can choose to not utilize it, but at the end of the day, like you're you're wasting an opportunity. Um, and like part of it is you're just what allows you to be more creative is you are you are flowing with the natural progression of what your calendar is offering you, mm-hmm. like. I have talked to a lot of pastors in the last few years, and there is one consistent theme that I've seen for every church in Minnesota in the summer. Things slow down. Yeah. Because everybody's in the cabin. People are are busy with their kids' baseball schedule. Like, church life slows down dramatically. Right. And I can't imagine, like, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, like, there, there are quite a few states in our area that that cabin culture is definitely a thing yep and it might not look like cabin culture but there might be other states other communities where you know sports take on a whole nother beast in in the summer you know you got 
a, a bunch of kids in your youth ministry that are on traveling sports teams in the summer, and so they're not around on the weekends because they're, you know, in a different city every week playing a tournament. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, you uh, vacations typically, you know, are are a big part of of summers for families, and so, you know, you might have vacations that happen during the summer, for whatever. I mean, the kids are out of school. So the family stayed up late having a family movie yeah, night and right. then they didn't come to church the next morning. They just watched it online. Yeah. You know, there, there are so many reasons why, uh, you know, things could, things probably slow down, uh, in the summer for most churches. And you have the choice to either resent it and be frustrated that that's happening or get behind it. Right. Find out where your kids are have cabins and go knock on their door Sunday morning and preach at them. And I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Bring your swimsuit, like invite yourself on their vacation. Exactly. That's, that's always a good idea there. So that, that's one piece. Like the opportunity is huge. Yeah. There's so much creativity that you can do uh, in summer. But a big reason that I don't broadcast a ton, but like is a core pillar of why I structure my summer the way I do youth ministry wise is because it is a built-in, much-needed rest and rejuvenation period. Like, purely for your leaders and your pastor or, or, like, us sitting in the room, you just spent, for a good part of six, seven, eight months, every single Wednesday, save national holidays and massive snowstorms. You, <laughs> you have been tied up. Not tied. I mean, I, I don't mean tied up in a negative way, but, like, you've been committed, yeah. right, to being at church <clears throat> early staying late and every Wednesday having that be a part of your, your time. So in the summer, man, like enjoy, like you've been working your tail off. You've been showing up. You've been, you've been present. Like take that time to be with your family, be with your friends and even taking a step back to just have some fresh vision, do some reflecting, like having that opportunity to just step back and go, even for us as pastors of like, ah, like, what do we want to do next year? Mm-hmm. And like, like having that 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 period to just go, what worked well? What can we do this? You look at you look at professional athletes and professional sports teams. Like Kyle and I are both NFL fanatics. We love fantasy football. We love all of that. Kyle's a football coach. After the game, they they rest, they rejuvenate, and then they prepare. Like they they watch mm-hmm. film, they get ready for the next week. For me, that's what summer is. It, it's that time to just rest recharge take a step back but then also at the same time like have that time to prep and like students need that too like they like they've been showing up just as much as leaders let them be a kid in the summer like don't fight them for are you gonna go to this friend's game or are you gonna come to youth group like don't fight them for it like just empower them to be a kid enjoy um and all of them love youth groups i'm not saying that they it's it's gonna be one of those things but like not having them have the choice to come to youth group just, in essence, kind of forces them to be a kid, to stay up late, to go to a sleepover, to go to games, do whatever it is that they do, but allow them to do that freely. When we we do, like I mentioned, our slip and kick night, we do once every year. Like, that's the only, we just play slip and kick for an hour and a half on that Wednesday night. But that's not spiritual, and, Kyle. Oh, no. Like, we do that on purpose. Like, yeah. there's there's usually at least one or two others uh, other nights throughout the summer where like it's just a big massive game night yeah and you know we we kind of market that to our students as hey just bring a friend um you know i might like i might say a quick 
you know, four second prayer either at the beginning or the end of the game. And other than that, like we're just going to play a bunch of games and yeah. your, your friend doesn't, you know, they're not going to feel pressured. Like, Oh my gosh, like I'm coming to church with this person and there's going to be like a weird music time and somebody's going to talk at me for 45 minutes. And yeah, man, I, I definitely don't talk for, I hope I don't talk for 45 Oof, minutes, that'd be steep. but you know, it's, it's just an opportunity. Like, Hey, just come and have fun, build relationships. Like, I think it's, I think some youth ministries lose out on on the relationship side of things sometimes when they're, you know, the the serve like uh, worship message, you know, connect groups, like that's all great, but having that breath of difference every yeah. once in a while and you know, summer's a great opportunity to do that where like let's do a slip and kick night, let's do a movie night. We yeah. did a movie night a couple of years ago where we told kids, Hey, bring, you know, blankets and pillows. Uh, one kid brought an inflatable mattress. Nice. And and we're gonna, you know, we'll have a popcorn machine going and we're just gonna watch Emperor's New Groove. And they loved it. Like yep. we had, we had so many kids show up to that night that I had never seen before. Yeah. And, and it got them in our doors Yep, and it allowed me or one of our other adult leaders to just have a conversation with them and make a connection, you know, to where hopefully they're, they're then willing to, to come back on a normal night because they see like, oh, this isn't a cult. Okay. I could maybe come yeah. back on a different, on a different Wednesday night. Yep. It's okay to do stuff differently. Uh, and, and maybe not have it be the most spiritual thing you've ever done, but relationships and, and friendships are, are also really important and can be built up uh, during the summer. I think you and I share this idea, like I, I joked about it, but I think so many times youth pastors in their attempt to reach kids and minister to kids don't allow the natural progression of a relationship to take place. Like, by you doing something that is life-giving and enjoyable for a student, especially if it is completely non-spiritual, it is not a waste of a time. It's not mm-hmm. a waste of an experience. You are you mentioned it. You're building that relationship with them. What you're also building is trust. Like they're showing, like, wow, like okay, like this is I've never been to a church before where they're playing slip and kick, you know, on a Wednesday night, like you are starting to kind of pull down the fences and the walls that they have built up so that when it is time for us to do something, quote unquote, spiritual, there is that relationship, there's that rapport, there's that trust there Mm -hmm. that allows us to dive in and go after it. And so like get on their turf, if nothing else, you know, go to their games, like go do something in the park where everybody can come be a part of it. If you don't know kids, awesome. That even better, you know. Dude, like, honestly, go find a park a park with a playground and play hot lava monster. Like, it doesn't have to be super complicated. I did that with a group of I had a group of students like four or five years ago that we did that like once a week, and it was hilarious. Like they loved doing it, and when I'm like, okay, like this is free sure. for me, and it's super yeah. easy. I'll organize this. No problem. But summer can also be an opportunity. Like we talk about rest, right? We talk about getting creative as a youth pastor you know, spend some time preparing yeah. for the upcoming school year, thinking about some of the uh, some of the sermon series that you could go through, thinking about, uh, you know, different events that, that you might want to do, uh, and and spend some time praying over, over the upcoming school year, different opportun- ways that, that you can make what you're about to do better. 
uh, by by spending more time preparing for it. When you're able to see things from a 10,000-foot view, when you're able to see the whole calendar year before you're entrenched in it, it allows you to have a more clear perspective and just and just, just a clearer headspace, honestly. Like, it's when you are up against the gun, and this is just a more of a, a sermon series planning plug, but if you're just planning from week to week, it's almost like you're living your life paycheck to paycheck, right? Like you're not getting the full picture. You're not setting yourself up for bigger, better things. Like when you're able to carve time out in the summer, especially if you're not meeting, like take a Wednesday, go in, pray and sit down and just with a calendar and some expo markers and just go like, what about this? You know, it doesn't have to be set in stone. You're not, you're Mm -hmm. not like saying I'm going to publish this tomorrow, but it allows you to get the fuller picture you know, and not to mention, like, there are going to be things you see in the summer at the events that, like, might give you fresh ideas of what you want to do the yeah. following year. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. like, I think about, um, I like a huge, huge event that, that we did last year was our mission team. I've talked in length about that. But one other one that, that my kids love is going to camp. Like, they love going to summer camp. And what I love doing is because I get to watch our students just get wrecked by God. Like we, we get to like have a front row seat of us doing really nothing other than just being there for them and letting God just move in their life. And so like bank those testimonies, right? Like empower them to take that back home with them, empower them to come back and live it. But then like share it, right? Like encourage them to share it with their peers, get them up on stage on a Wednesday during the school year, like uh, share it for them if they're willing to do that, like, summertime is a great time for testimonies and it's a great time for you to empower your students to share them and bring them back home with you during the school year. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, that's true. So I want to talk, uh, just some specifics, give some people some ideas of, you know, maybe we've mentioned quite a few of the events, uh, that we do throughout the summer. Uh, but Derek, what are, you know, some of the different events, maybe we'll just go back and forth here. Cause we got, you know, we probably have some of the same events on here. Yeah. What are some of the events that, that we do throughout the summer? Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to intersperse some ones that I've done that I know work and some that I'm even kind of thinking going forward. Sure. Uh, but one that our students love is we do a bonfire and night games night where, so we just, with how our building set up, we have a, a fire pit in the front and then, when the when the sun goes down, we do night games. It might be sardines. It might be. Uh, do you use the cornfield in the back of your church for that? Uh, because you're a bunch of. We do have a hicks. cornfield in the back of the church, <laughs> but I keep my students out of there on purpose. But what that night turns into, which is like an absolute blast, is a capture the flag. Like yeah, with how our buildings, it's so fun. Like we just get a bunch of glow sticks and just hide them around the property and like play capture the flag. It is so fun. Uh, we've also done a movie night, like you mentioned, where we just, I mean, the nice part about our churches is they, in a lot of ways, are set up like a movie theater. It's mm-hmm. theater seating. You've got projectors. You've got a nice sound system. Use that to your advantage, right? Like, you can do some really fun things, popcorn machines. I want to do one more, and then I'll let you take this. But um, we do what we I call a mega slip and slide. So I have like a 60-foot by 90-foot tarp that we get soapy, watery, all that good stuff. I have another one that I add to it. This year, I bought a third one, and we did what I call noodle hockey. So nice. think about hockey, but instead of a puck and sticks, you're on a soapy tarp. The puck is a bar of soap, and the sticks are 
pool noodles cut in half and you're playing on your knees. So it's a blast. Um, it, that's a super good time. Um, water is always a good good choice. In the Absolutely. It definitely is. Yeah. And we, you know, we talked about slip and kick and then, you know, Derek's going to take slip and kick to the next level and make it hockey and pool noodles. We actually this year took slip and kick and turned it into uh slip and big base, uh, you know, which is a game that some, some gym classes will play. Yep. Uh, but basically instead of it, it's kickball, but we we use two kickballs simultaneously. Like I'm all time pitcher, and whenever I get one, I'll just pitch it to the next student, and then I'll get the other one, and I'll pitch that one to the next student. So you could get nice. knocked out by both as well. Yep. Um. But you, there's no force outs at first, right? You have to hit the student with the kickball. Uh, but then you can also, you can have as many students on any one base at a time as you want. So you could wind up with like 10 kids on second base. Uh, and so that's, it just, it adds a lot of chaos. And then I think we did like five outs instead of three, but it just, you know, getting creative, uh, and having fun with it. Uh, bonfires, movie night, love those, uh, you know, on the, on the less, uh, well, I guess, you know, on the water side of things, we've also done like mud wars, uh, which is really fun. Take a, a plot of, of our back lot. Again, like our church, like we've been blessed. We we have quite a bit of, I, I don't know how many acres it is. Uh, like I think it's like five or, or seven or something like that. And so we will take some of it and, and churn it all up and pump a bunch of water into it and do like a different mud games in there. Yep. Um, you know, Derek mentioned the, the mission teams uh, that, yeah. that he and I have done. I love doing a a testimony night after those where students can just, you know, if you were on the mission teams, you know, I'll pull a couple of those kids up and, and do some Q and a, or just have those kids share about what God did through that missions team. Yeah. Uh, so Good. that the people that weren't on the team can, can hear about it and, and catch the vision. Uh, the, one of the other ones that, that we've done in the past is, uh, like a school prayer tour. Nice. Um, and so like where where our church is located, we are in the suburbs of northern, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul. And we have, I, I don't remember the exact number, but there's like a lot, 12 to 15 different schools yeah. that are that we are pulling from for sure. our youth group. Uh, you know, our student ministry, we, we pull from a lot of different places. And so we will get some students together, hop in the church van and make a whole day out of it where we'll drive to, you know, try and hit as many schools as we can and just pray around the flagpole of that school. Like in August, you know, middle of August, we'll go do this. And it's, it's a super fun, uh, you know, just way to, to connect with some students and spend some time in prayer over different schools for the upcoming year. Uh, so that's, that's another, that's a, that's a really cool one. Uh, Derek, I have to ask, uh, you have one on your list <laughs> that is called chicken tour. Yep. I gotta ask, man, what kind of summer activity is chicken tour? So this is something that, um, I have done with my, some of my students before, uh, that is an absolute blast. It's something we talk about all the time. It's something we're actually doing here, uh, soon. So what we do as I grab some of my students, uh, it might be one, just one other student. Um, it'd be a dude in that case. But regardless, like I get a bunch of our students and we drive around to 
different places, fast food places, and try their chicken sandwich and rank them based upon like what we think is the best. So, I like it. You know, like in one night you're looking at, you grab a, a chicken sandwich from uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, Popeye's, Wendy's. Uh, we even did the quote-unquote chicken sandwich from Raising Cane's, even though it's not really a chicken sandwich. Like we grab five or six of them, go to the place, cut it in half, you know, try it and then rank them, you know? And so you could do that with, with any type of food. You could do that with burritos. You could go mm-hmm. over to Chipotle and Poncheros and Qdoba or whatever it is. You could go and do that. I mean, with burgers, man, you could do that. You just name like three or four burritos places and not name Taco Bell. I mean, would you, you go to a, I would not go to Taco Bell. I get tacos, Bell. not burritos yeah, at Taco Bell, right. but you can't not bring up Taco I mean, that's Bell fair, if you're like, naming Mexican food places. Well, I get that, but like a burrito from Poncheros and, and Chipotle like is a much different type of burrito True. than Taco Bell. Well, then you can rank it lower. That, that's it still fair. deserves that's, a seat at the table, it, it man. Mention, it deserves a mention. You're right. So It does. Um, but yeah, like I've done that before. That is honestly super fun. Uh, the, in the same note I've had uh, where... I invite some students over and I just make a bunch of boneless wings, like a five there pound bag of boneless wings. And we, I get a bunch of different sauces and we try that, you know, um, that's super, super fun. Just again, fun stuff like that, that is not quote unquote spiritual, but really just kind of helps you build memories and, and opportunities to share. But something I'm really excited about for this upcoming summer that we're going to, my wife and I are planning to roll out is we have a group of student leaders who get together and we pour into them, that type of thing. Uh, and this actually came from a, a youth leader of mine who suggested this. But we're going to do a student leader retreat. So we're going to take them up to a cabin uh, and just spend the weekend having a good time, pouring into them, having some extended worship and prayer. I'm really looking forward to that. It's just, it goes back to that creativity thing. Like, we can do that really easily. It's not going to be that tough to get them time away and everything else. And uh, it could be very, very productive and fruitful, in my opinion. Yeah, I love that. And the last one that I'll mention, uh, and this is this is maybe a a context thing, but you know, depending on the, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, the talent that you have available. Uh, but I love you know being able to work in like a night of worship, uh, in yep. in the summer mm-hmm. again, just as a change of pace thing. But you know, maybe it's something where like if you do not have a a live worship team within your youth ministry. Uh, maybe it's something where you can, you know, approach the the worship leader on Sunday mornings at your church, right? Or or a neighboring youth ministry or a neighboring church about bringing somebody in to do a night of worship with your students. Uh, that that's a phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity. Again, just to center, uh, you know, and and it could be a, a night of worship that focuses on you know prayer for the lost yep. or uh, unreached people groups or you know, miracles or whatever, or it could just be, hey, we're just going to have a night of worship and, and worship God. Yep. Uh, you know, students, I think, don't, I, th- I think students across America do not get enough of that. Correct. Uh, especially with good teaching behind it. And so uh, that that is another summer activity that I'd, I'd highly encourage uh, youth pastors to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, summer is, is such a good time. And Really, what this boils down to is these are some good options, but these are not law. Like you have to again, you have to go back to your context. Like, man, like there, there's just, there's just so much stuff you can do. You really are operating on unlimited time. Like, 
fairly unlimited resources in terms of where you can go, what you can do. It's summer. You can do anything outside, mm-hmm. but barring a rainstorm or, you know, ungodly heat. Uh, like, man, just get creative. And, and if nothing else, like, take the time to rest, to pause. Don't try and force something. I am a huge, huge believer in the old adage or the old story of the two lumberjacks who are cutting down a tree. You know, for they're they're in this race to chop down this big tree and the the story goes the one lumberjack you know chops wood all day all day all day and does never takes a break but the second one for an hour of the day disappears and he has no idea where he goes but he comes back and even with an hour break he still beats the first lumberjack and so finally the first lumberjack gets fed up with it and goes I don't get it. I chop all day long and you still beat me. Like, what's going on? And the second lumberjack shares a secret and goes, when you're sitting there chopping, I get away and for an hour I sharpen my axe so that when I come back, it's it's doing more. And so I consider summer my sharpening the axe moment. It's my time to just take a step back, really just do some extended planning, yeah, but spending time with the Lord and spending time with his people without any really massive structure or coordinating is just is just life to my soul man absolutely i love it that's good hey that does it for today's episode again encourage you guys to like follow subscribe to us on spotify and apple podcasts uh, or wherever you listen uh that's pretty much your only options uh but (laughs) with where we put this but if somehow this found its way uh, what's the other? I don't even know where else somebody would listen yeah. to. I think there's like a, a Google podcast. thing. There's, yeah, there's Google our, podcasts. Our Podbean is like our actual there you publisher. Go. Like, yep, there's all kinds of different stuff. But no, there's there's a third one. I just can't remember uh, the name of it off the top of my head. It's it's like you just hear an awkward silence. Black and, and blue, I think, is the logo. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. It's gonna come to me in three weeks and. Or in or in ten seconds when you hit stop. On as the soon as I hit stop on this recording, yeah. But that doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, listen, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening uh, to our podcast because uh, it, it definitely means a lot to us. We'd love to hear from you uh, at how not to be a youth pastor at gmail.com. But that does it for today's episode. I am gonna go find some sunscreen, a towel, and get one last tan in uh, before winter hits. Goodbye. Goodbye.